0: Listening to Pawnee
1: Public Radio. With your hosts, Hannah and Will. You're ready to get pranked? And welcome to Pawnee Public Radio. How's it going?
0: Yeah. While you're listening to this podcast, your house is currently being TP.
1: Yeah, it's it's happening live. An elaborate prank using IP addresses. We found you. We know where we where we are and where you are. We love you. And your your house we is definitely covered. We know t-p-ed. where yeah. we are.
0: Yeah. <laughs> we figured out where Finally, we are. Figuring figuring out where we we were was actually not as difficult as we imagined originally.
1: I. I have certainly been lost in myself in the past.
0: <laughs> Thank you for tuning back in. We're we're just thrilled you decided to join us again. Uh, we're all now watching on Peacock instead of Hulu and Netflix. So if you didn't know where to find this week's episode, if you, like Will and I did, we kept, we kept looking for it on Netflix, forgetting <laughs> despite our own reminders that... It's not on Netflix. Uh it's on Peacock. It's a, it's free to create an account. It's really easy. I'm not going to lie. I feel cooler because I have a Peacock account. Do you will?
1: Yeah, it feels like another badge of honor. It was it was super easy. Super easy to create. What was, what was your experience with the platform, Hannah? Reviews, thumbs up?
0: In- enjoyable. It mm. was like Speak Pipe, the hipness of Speak Pipe with the um with the smoothness of youth
1: (laughs) i have heard that the youths are using it that yeah
0: the youths the youths hot Mm -hmm. tip all the youths have been texting me and are just letting me know that um they're using it yeah they're they're in there they're on the peacock if you're not peacocking you're not living
1: yeah peacock and zoom you know that's the future and it's
0: invest now (laughs) um (laughs) <laughs> don't actually listen to us for investments unless we're referring to sports.
1: That's good. And yeah. Cover your bases.
0: You can, yeah. Um, but well, we got to watch a really fun episode together. Uh, season two, episode seven, Greg Pocytus. Pocytus.
1: It's yeah. It feels like it's the heist episode that I didn't know I needed. It's a, very mm-hmm. much a lot of, very much a lot of fun.
0: This was a fun episode. We have a big return of Andy Dwyer. I mean, we saw him last episode in Kaboom. But I think my favorite part of the episode is, it, you know, Andy's in the A story. Mm-hmm. He's back from his hiatus digging holes. And he's, he's here to interact with characters and make them push them.
1: Yeah. And we see Andy start to really, like, move, move forward, too. We start to see some growth, yeah. I think. Yeah. And some alter egos, which we've talked about in previous pods. We love a good alter ego. So I feel like this is...
0: Love a good alter ego. Yeah, I feel like a lot of Andy's early seasons are just him in relation to Anne. Mm -hmm. And we kind of get to see him stand on his own. What does he stand for when Anne is in the B story and he's in the A story? They're in separate stories. So he's all by himself. And I'm loving it. Yeah, it
1: took two seasons for them to to split stories, to branch out.
0: Yeah, I think he's he's better for it. I think this is uh, more an Andy that will come to love. But why don't we explore? Let's Should we just get into it? Should we dive into the beautiful world of Parks and Rec?
1: Yeah, give the people what they want.
0: <sighs> They're just like, get to this A story. <laughs> um, this is a Halloween episode, and Parks and Rec, has really good halloween episodes. Like the the ones that are in the show, I can think of a couple other really fun ones. And it's halloween month this month in the real <laughs> world as well. So I'm glad this is lining up.
1: Yeah, notoriously the spookiest of all the months. Um great for for doodling skeletons, um pumpkins. Yeah, it's it's the season for <laughs>
0: I think once we've, you know, gone through all the Halloween episodes, we should rank them because, you know, they're all pretty strong. It's like the Christmas episode of another show is the Halloween episode of Parks and Rec. I feel like it really loves to come back around to Halloween. And
1: when does Brooklyn Nine-Nine do the heists? Is that also Halloween?
0: The Halloween heist? That does sound right. It
1: feels like different shows kind of pick their their holidays and, and like zoom in on it like the office. We've got Christmas. There tends to be like a really Stay solid Christmas. Brother. Yeah, Our Big
0: Brother's really focused on Christmas right now. Yeah, there's a person named Christmas in the Big Brother house. <laughs> I watched an episode. <laughs> um, yeah, but this is a great one. It um, it also features the return of Dave, Leslie's boyfriend. Um, so we just have a really fun dynamic in the A story. Uh, Leslie starts in a high school, but she's not a high schooler.
1: More like a heist school. I know that there isn't actually a heist and that it's more of an elaborate prank in this episode, but I just no, love was, a good... No, let's go
0: commit to that pun. Commit I love to it? That okay, pun.
1: we'll let it... It stands, yes. it stands. Opens in a high school, which is definitely just a moment of of like, what show is this? You know, is this... Is it a flashback? Is Leslie a high schooler now? Big questions right Is she dreaming? Is it a dream episode? Is she episode? reliving
0: her youth? You know, similar mm-hmm. to how they always return to Halloween episodes, they also have future episodes in high schools that are that are incredibly funny leslie nope has the um for emotional ferocity where she doesn't really care if she's speaking to a high schooler <laughs> or an adult and i think it does become a theme in parks and Rec yeah where she'll get very um passionate
1: yeah she'll she treats everyone as a full person and that is not always a good thing <laughs> As we'll, duh, as we'll duh, soon duh. learn, uh,
0: we also get introduced to a really fun recurring character who is the title of the episode, Greg Pitaitis. Um He'll be back, as a spoiler. But 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 Leslie's in this high school because every year, uh, this high school kid, this punk,
1: whoa, Hannah. this <laughs> this
0: prank punk. I was trying to think of a pun with prank and punk. Yeah. This prompt,
1: yeah, Greg Punkitus. That's just a weird combination
0: like. of words. <laughs> oh my gosh, you're killing it with the. I puns made a cup I of tea. Created-
1: if you listen back to this episode, as I encourage you to rewatch the episode of uh, of Parks and Recreation for little Easter eggs, you'll maybe notice that Will wakes up about seven minutes in.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but Leslie goes to the high school to to tell Greg Punkitus that even though every year he defaces. The statue of Mayor...
1: Yeah, William... I almost said William. William Percy. Percy. Yeah, exactly.
0: The great Mayor William Percy. Mm-hmm. He defaces the statue and she's there to tell him, you better yeah, not this Not
1: this year. time. And he he's she's, eating a, a peach or a plum or something or some fruit. That's not important. So don't worry about that at all. He, but he takes a big old bite out of it. Um,
0: I like how she says, my boyfriend's a cop. She really reverts to like... My boyfriend will, will get you if you try to come With, at is me. Is this the
1: first time we hear the B word? I mean, is this the first time that she calls him her boyfriend? Because there's zero mention of Dave in the previous episode, I think. See,
0: they're really, I mean, I want to say yes, because yeah. he really disappears for a couple episodes to the point where she's, she kind of makes jokes about how lonely she is. Mm-hmm. You know, she has the man pillow we talked about last episode. A perfectly acceptable lifestyle choice, but she never mentions Dave. He never pops into the office, but he's back and he's got the B word.
1: He's got, he's, yeah, he's got the boyfriend badge. The big B. And Um, so she really, tells she's really threatening this, this teen. Ballpark age guess. What do you think? Freshman, sophomore, junior.
0: I'd say he's, he's 16. So probably junior Because he is reoccurring, Mm. and not to spoil anything, he's in high school for a bit, Mm. a couple seasons. So I don't think he's a senior. No, no, no. I don't think he's a freshman. He's got too much boldness to be a freshman in high school. Yeah. So I'd say he's either a sophomore, maybe 15, or a 16-year-old junior.
1: Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I support that. I think that's probably spot on.
0: Thank you so much. But he says, "I don't know what you're talking about," and uh, she goes back to the parks department. She leaves high school.
1: Yeah, and then and then there comes a beat right after that, which we don't usually we don't usually cover. But maybe with Peacock, I was seeing it with fresh eyes. But there are these shots over these sort of rolling green hills, and then we we see moments of children playing on on swing sets, and people coming down slides, and we see sort of a montage. Are of you our- talking
0: about the opening? The opening credits. Yeah, build?
1: we've never, we've never recapped it for people, and I'm, I'm worried. Yeah, we don't have to do it every time, but at least once, I think right. we should recap those opening credits. What do you think? I, Did you enjoy I them? I feel
0: like I was there. <laughs> I loved it. I really connected to your description.
1: Yeah. Thanks.
0: We'll, we'll do a whole episode that's just you recapping. Thank you. The credits. Yeah.
1: Thank you. And, and the little bumpers too, a little like from Elon, I mean, I yeah, I have a lot I want to talk about. Maybe that can be a bonus thing, but we'll work on it.
0: Yeah, we will work on that. Let us know how much you want to hear Will and I recap the credits of Parks and yeah, just in depth just for a couple tweet hours. tweet or email
1: a number at us, and we'll guess what kind of range you're working with. So if it's like a nine, I'll assume it's one through 10. If it's a three, I'll assume it's one through three, but do let us know how excited you are about it.
0: Yeah, we'll just always assume it's the highest. Yeah, so if it's a one, it's a one out of one.
1: Because we're optimistic and very dumb. <laughs> uh,
0: so I think something I like about this A story is Dave basically lets Leslie be a cop and trail Greg Pakitis because he's just so smitten with her. So we most of the A story starting... Starting with them at the statue, tell, giving Andy the order to watch the statue, mm-hmm. and then they go off and trail Greg Pekaitis. It's just Leslie being a cop, essentially, as she threatened, because my cop's a boyfriend. Yeah.
1: It's take your daughter. My boyfriend's a cop. It's take your girlfriend to work <laughs> day, but it isn't actually, and it's against the rules, and Dave might get in a lot of trouble for that. <laughs> we learn. It.
0: Yeah. It's, you know, especially because, you know, Leslie does not make the most stable
1: cop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dave does tell us that he would not want to live in a city where she was, she was a cop. And I'll counter, I don't want to live in a city where you're a cop, Dave. But <laughs> to be fair, I also think that uh, it's interesting in this episode to see how Dave and Leslie are opposite, and they're both into each other. Um,
0: they're both so into each other. yeah. yeah. And
1: Dave brings out this like authoritarian control, you know, I think he sort of gives Leslie permission to what Hannah is saying to like to behave as if she is this, you know, figure to, to pretend to be this thing that she isn't. Um, but yeah. my
0: fa- I think my favorite, uh, bringing out of something of Leslie is the other person, the A story, which is Andy. So she hires him to guard the statue and he's so thankful that she got him you know the job with the pit and now this that he's just he's so loyal and sweet to her and he brings out this goofy free spirit in her like yeah, Leslie's that's really a good point. we're exploring Leslie's character with Dave and and Andy so Andy's guarding the statue and Dave and Leslie are trailing Percitus but he's just hanging out with friends so they decide to go back to the office before their original intent is before they go to Anne's Halloween party, Mm -hmm. a B story, which we'll get to, but when they get back to the office, the parks and rec office,
1: it's it's not what they expect. It has been,
0: no, I'll
1: say it vandalized, totally vandalized.
0: Toilet paper everywhere. This was before any pandemic toilet paper shortages, but still
1: wasteful. Um, There's shaving cream splashed. There is some serious graffiti (laughs) on the walls and on the floor. Um, Yeah, it's a real.
0: It says happy Halloweeners. Yeah, so
1: genuinely very funny, you know, game, respect game.
0: It's a prank. Prank.
1: A a punk is pranked Um, them big time. Um, uh, And Leslie immediately knows who it is. As she looks to us, but why she, does she know, yeah,
0: why does she know who it is? What's on top of the shaving cream?
1: Well, first, I think it's just gut. She's got no, no evidence. But then, yeah, she finds a peach pit. A peach pit perched atop a little mountain of shaving cream on and her desk.
0: She, she takes this. I mean, she goes, it's his calling card. He leaves to all his victims. Like, in her head, she is... Solving the greatest crap. Yeah,
1: it's still warm, she says, which which is a gross way to (laughs) to even think about a pit. Um,
0: Also, as we find out later, that peach pit was probably put there, I mean, we'll circle back around hours earlier, so I do not know how it's still warm. Yeah. This peach pit has been sitting there for a very long time and is somehow still warm. Do do
1: you think maybe every every episode of, of Parks and Rec has to have This is the first post pit ep, and there's a pit. Kind of interesting.
0: (laughs) My mind just got blown. Yeah. Let's look each episode for what what the pit pit could be.
1: There's got to be a metaphor. The show needs it to survive.
0: (laughs) Um, But the great thing is so Dave, who got to make out with Leslie in his car, is so smitten that he he calls in Greg Pakitis to sort of be interrogated. Yeah. He breaks all protocol. And the best part of this is Leslie thinks she's solving a a cop drama, mm. and then Andy matches that. Like that's the fun thing is they really, you know, Dave almost straightmans it, but uh, Andy we're introduced to his alter ego, Burt Macklin, FBI,
1: an in, an incredible on screen presence <laughs> and an incredible introduction. Andy walks in, pretends to throw hot coffee on a sixteen year old. And then when that doesn't get the reaction that he wants, he smashes the mug against the wall <laughs> and introduces himself as, uh, as Bert Macklin. <laughs> yeah,
0: I mean Leslie and him are both sort of trying to outdo each other because at first Dave is asking him questions, but that's not good. Enough. Yeah. Um, and you know we we're, we're sort of left with Andy in the room with him, and we come back in and he's now crying. I love that cut up. We don't know what Greg said. Yeah. He's, but he is crying Andy's now. Andy's really
1: doing like a Andy bad cop weeping. thing at first, and from a distance, from behind the window, we think that he's being really hard on Greg. But then we learn that Greg is is bullying him. <laughs>
0: um, what a great turnaround! And then
1: we get a good line there too, where Andy's Andy's just like, "I'm allergic to jerks." <laughs> Which is really good. Speaking of his, yeah, tears.
0: we really get a sense of who Andy would have been as a high schooler
1: too. Mm-hmm. And I think we're reminded, importantly, of his sensitive side.
0: Yes, I, you know, Andy. This is a this is a really great episode for mm-hmm. Andy. He.
1: It's yeah. also the episode. Lest I remind you, right after an episode where he turned down potentially hundred thousand dollars, and so I just want. To put a little asterisk by the fact that Leslie is paying him eight dollars an hour because she did talk him out of a hundred thousand dollar settlement. Hundred
0: thousand dollar, yeah. As we discussed last time with Josh, Josh Wiggler was very came down very hard that he should have sued the city. Mm. The city did stuff bad, and he should have sued the city.
1: I I will still but, hold to the the hypothesis that the writers didn't want to didn't want to go in that direction because a lawsuit like that. Could take up multiple seasons. They would have to, you know, the paperwork. There have to be episodes about all the paperwork. There would be episodes about legal fees. There would have
0: been a whole, instead of Greg Pekaitis, this episode would have just been called the paperwork. Yeah, the
1: paperwork. Would have been lots of just, lots of initialing and signatures would have been too much. So I'm glad you didn't.
0: So I was trying to look. There is a turn where they've crossed a line now. They can't prove it. He's claiming he wasn't even eating a peach. He was eating a plum. Mm -hmm. How does the, the Craigslist mother get brought in?
1: So Greg, Do they call well, him? Greg realizes that Leslie has been been following him, uh, so it's yes, heightened in that yes. where it's sort of it isn't just she
0: lets it slip, yeah. and by let it slip, she angrily reveals that she's been tailing yeah, him. Yeah, she
1: life. shouts it into his face, <laughs> um, and I assume in this sort of you know pseudo fake uh, police cell in the Parks Department <laughs> office that he has been allowed his one phone call. And that was yeah. to um, his
0: his in quotes mother. We'll tell you why. In quotes. <laughs> so his mother quotes yeah. barges in and says that she's going to call Dave's supervisor, Leslie's boss. She asks Andy, "Who's your boss?" And he says, "The president of the United States."
1: <laughs> he takes his time with in it too. Great- yeah,
0: yeah, and Andy, this is this is a real showstopper for Andy of an episode. I love him without Anne, like without his, I mean, he, I mean, he, he even has funny moments in the pursuit of Anne, but without Anne, he's just a jo- unfiltered joy.
1: Yeah. I think there's also, we get a lot of episodes like this where we get to see Andy playing another character. Um, and I think those episodes are always so much fun because it's such a cool way to see his, perspective on the world or on how he thinks the world Mm -hmm. works because he's we've talked about it before but how he you know he's an adult but is actually this like he's this giant kid you know
0: well i think when he yeah in that same vein like i feel like when he's with Anne, he's playing an adult Mm -hmm. like oh i just came back from the office which is just a desk in the pit like And so when he's usually playing adult, but now we get to see him play what he thinks an FBI agent Mm -hmm. is, which is even more fun than him playing adult. Yeah,
1: we also see him playing, I think, what he thinks a musician is supposed to be like. I mean, I think we see him playing at a lot of these roles. And one of the great things about Seasons to Come is that we get to see him, I think, find someone who lets him actually be himself and, and just be just be Andy instead of thinking that he has to become someone else.
0: And that person, you guessed it, is Greg Titus. <laughs> this is the beginning of a great romance. Um, yeah, so the the so the mom threatens to to get them all in trouble. She leaves with Greg mm-hmm. and Leslie and Chris. I'm uh, sorry, not Chris Pat. <laughs> Les. <laughs> I love when I mix the character names with the I- Leslie and Andy have a really cute heart to heart. Where he calls her a nerd, mm-hmm. which would they, he kind of says, you never did any of this when you were a youth. And she goes, no. And he goes, oh, you were a nerd. And she's almost offended at first, but unlike when Mark called her a nerd in season one or sort of a geek or whatever, his comes from still a place of joy where he's like, but you're the coolest person now. You're the greatest. Yeah. Like, I don't mean that as a thing, but- this is now he he brings out this rebellious kind of playful side in Leslie. And together they decide to go teepee with toilet paper. At Greg Pakaitis house.
1: A detail that I caught on this watch that is obvious, but I just didn't notice was that they use the toilet paper that they just cleaned up. So I sort of love that they're that it's like a zero waste prank, you know, like I think it's it's nice that they just recycle. Um, if you're yeah. going
0: to prank, you got to be environmental.
1: Yeah. And at the very least, make a donation. Or else you're yeah. just
0: cranking the earth. <laughs> um. So we get, so we get this great bit of them throwing toilet paper, and then the cops come, mm-hmm. but twist. It's Dave, yeah. and then Andy jumps in a bush.
1: Yeah, but imagine if you just if you've just done something, you've just broken the law, and your boyfriend shows up. I mean, that's regardless, not a good situation to be in.
0: Embarrassing. Yeah. And then it gets even so worse because the, the door mom-
1: opens and the mom walks out. Yeah.
0: But the mom is not the mom we met earlier, and this is the big reveal that Greg Pakaitis has hired a fake mother from Craigslist to play his mom and does this often.
1: Yeah, again, we get the... That's good writing when you get the line, again. <laughs> so we know that he has a pattern again. of of hiring Craigslist mothers.
0: But then there's another big reveal. There's a big reveal after a big reveal in the end of this episode, which is... Greg Pakitis not in his room, and they realize they've left the statue unguarded, and they go running in a very hilarious kind of action sequence to the statue. You know, if you go back and look, it's not quite an action sequence. (laughs) No, no, it's just a shot of them running. No, you were we were watching it together,
1: and you were really you were all riled up. Yeah, I think. (laughs) Oh my gosh,
0: when they're dodging all that, but they run up and they catch Greg Pakaitis and two friends, but. Leslie says, focus on the kingpin. They catch him in the act. Leslie thinks he's going to go to jail for a long time. And Dave keeps undercutting her with Mm -hmm. the reality of like, he'll probably just get like community service. He's a minor.
1: (laughs) Very, very few repercussions, if any, for this action. But in her
0: (laughs) head, this has been a crime drama. So it makes sense that she's thinking he's going to be locked away, you know. Probably in her head, she's like, I'm going to visit him. We're going to mend it one day in prison. Like, it's going to be a real, you know, in my head, she's seeing it all play out. Um, So they catch him, which is a win, but she can't figure out how did he TP the parts department originally, which is, we have a great button of how he did it.
1: He, as you'll remember, was disguised as a janitor, caught Jerry in his web, literally. And uh, stole Leslie's keys, hid in a dumpster, snuck back in, made the whole place a mess with his his prunk. Oh, so
0: you think he made the web? I thought the other guy was making the web. I think, and he just used think it he as used a diversion. It.
1: you think he? Yeah, that's really interesting.
0: Improvised.
1: I yeah. Who knows how deep it goes? Maybe that guy is also a Craigslist Halloween decorator. His Father. Yeah. yeah. Did you say the father, Mister Pachitis? <laughs>
0: Or a Craigslist. Can you father? imagine if, I, if I the know. mom,
1: if the mom came starting out? She's like Greg McHidas and his father. <laughs> they were both like drinks yeah, together. Yeah,
0: that tag team <laughs> duo, the classic. <laughs> that duo. poor woman. So that's the A story. There's
1: also I have um, a question for you. By the end of that yeah. A story, what do you think about that eye contact? There's a big moment where Greg sees the camera and kind of smirks and disappears.
0: I think him and the Boom guy, similar to Pam Helper, will fall in love by the end of the show. Okay, mark it down. Uh, it's marked <laughs> in my brain. Um,
1: the B story. Let's relax. What a
0: punky <laughs> way to say I marked it down. That's like a teacher being like, are you taking notes? I took notes in my brain. The B story is real simple. Yeah,
1: we can relax. It's, it's a Ann party. Tries
0: to, yeah, calm down, everyone. It's easy. And tries to throw a Halloween party.
1: We, I think, quickly realized that maybe she is afflicted with a similar nerdiness that Leslie has and the party might not go exactly according to her plan but she's very eager about it she has
0: yeah. she invites everyone in the parks department and I love and she invites everyone from the hospital because she still works as a nurse Mm -hmm. she tries not to invite Tom yeah for I feel like very fair reasons
1: yeah if he comes he will ogle her that feels like sort of he'll he'll be an ogler
0: there he makes it clear. I mean, he's, he starts at the top saying, I want to see you in a tiny costume.
1: See how small costume. your costume. Yeah.
0: But Jerry has told him about the party, so he's going to go. Mm. Um, and, you know, I love in this episode when the doctor shows up. It's the doctor and Ron are the first people there. Ron is in his pirate outfit, which we will le- learn in a later season. That's his Halloween costume. Honestly. He has one Halloween costume I that can is
1: really, dead. really relate to that idea. In that I surprise mm-hmm. myself by how anxious I get every Halloween. <laughs> I mean, I think yeah. I, what it is, is I, I feel like I'm someone who this is, I just had therapy today. So maybe I'm like working through some of some of that stuff, too.
0: No, I love it. Let's hear a lot it. A good
1: therapy session. Um, but I think, I think that people think that I should have a good Halloween costume. So I'm imagining people having an expectation that, that I'm going to be someone who is really into Halloween. And I'm not into Halloween. But then, so I don't plan ahead for a costume at all. Then day of, it's like, I wish I just had a pirate costume. I wish every year I was a pirate.
0: New Year One pirate costume. Yeah. That would be a great multi-year Halloween thing if you're Ron Swanson wearing the same thing every year.
1: Yeah, not just multi-year. I think, I mean, for the rest of my life. I If I never Generation. have to worry about Halloween yeah. again. Oof. But yeah. the
0: doctor and Ron are there. And I love how Anne's like, this is Ron from that thing I've been doing. Like she just, she's because yeah. we see her all the time in parks now. I love that to the hospital people. It's just this weird, quirky like after-school activity. Yeah.
1: And has gotten really involved in local government.
0: <laughs> yeah, everyone's like, "Oh yeah," um but everyone shows up, and it's a, a running joke, which I love, is that all the hospital staff just wore their scrubs and their lab coats.
1: Yeah, just like when nobody. Is <laughs> when is what they were? Yeah. <laughs> Very
0: Yes, they went as what there is. and so there's this awkward I love how she's like, ah, oh, the combining of Izzy she really she has some great lines as the straight woman. Um, you know, separating her and Andy into different stories, I think, is really helping them both. But it's this awkward <clears throat> social dynamic of friend groups mixing. Mm. Uh even April shows up. She missed out on the gay Halloween party, where the last couple of years she's seen Jonas Brothers making out with Robert Pattinson's
1: Which Honestly, I mean, again, this this show filmed, you know, this is in 2009, but I think those costumes could be in again. I think both the Jonas Brothers and the Pattinsons have yeah. kind of come back.
0: Totally. Um, but it's an awkward party. Mm. It's like how, you know, it's like uh, like this, the beginning of this party is why I get anxiety before <laughs> I host anything. Like, it's encapsulated here.
1: I'll say, too, it's that it doesn't Here's the thing. There's nothing wrong with a low key hang. Am I right? Am I right, people? Um, I love a Listener, good low key what hang. Do you think? Yeah. Oh, interesting. You too, huh? <laughs> good point. That was to have, you know open up a little like Mad Libs. Yeah, yeah, I, got I wanted it. to let you go at it with them. <laughs>
0: yeah, I didn't want to interject. Yeah,
1: I encourage you to to pause in between, um, or if you want the full peacock experience, watch an advertisement for something. Um, but I, there's nothing wrong with a low-key hang, but I think this party nothing. doesn't know what it wants to be. It's split right in the middle of a low-key hang and an actual well, dance party. Well, she decorates party.
0: the living room. Yeah. Right. And I think there's also just a lot of really fun interactions. Mark, this episode, is kind of relatable, I will say. He's still sort of oh. dry paint.
1: Yeah, are are um, you... <laughs> Are you feeling okay? No, I just
0: called him dry paint. <laughs> and that's not even, is that a phrasing? Is that, am I what?
1: No, I'm just making sure you're okay. This is just like a big step yeah, for you. Well, I don't want to call attention to it.
0: He's me. So he meets all of Anne's nurse friends. Mm-hmm. And they're like, we're very protective of Anne. And he goes, oh, you dropped the ball on Andy. And they're like, oh, we love Andy. He should get back with Andy. It's sort of this most relatable thing of like, they all love the ex. He's there. And he's not very charming. Yeah. So, and he's.
1: With like uh, the, worlds the mixing, he really is kind of he's out of his element, and he is he's used to being like the it guy, and everyone knows that he's like a big nobody deal.
0: Cares, that, right. cares. Nobody it. cares about yeah. him. You know, he's not at his favorite bar with his real estate agents <laughs> fawning over him. This is a new environment, so he, you know, the, later on, the nurse friends will like fake hit on him to see if how he reacts. He's just sort of very awkward and yeah, um. A little like uh a little sad this episode. It's a very you know and Anne doesn't seem to care.
1: Yeah, she's more concerned with the party and she realizes very
0: concerned. Yeah.
1: She realizes that yeah. it isn't going well. That it's not a good party.
0: But in and in Pops Tom with his green card marriage wife, the beautiful surgeon Wendy. Mm-hmm. A great line. Thank you for not dressing as a surgeon. She goes like, "Who would do that?" And we point to just all the nurses. What her main doctor guy has left though, mm. and he took a bottle of wine because he said it was boring. But Tom dressed as T Pain, I believe.
1: That's right. Yeah, the the always topical T Pain. Um, um, they they come in together, and I T- will say they're like yeah. every every moment of them together in past episodes has been the focus. Has been like um how they're a little awkward around each other or sort of like oh they're they're an right. odd pair. But it is fun when they like come in with the same energy. They realize that the party isn't working and they both basically agree to help and they're like immediately on the same page. Yeah. And that I They're I on like the that. same yeah.
0: page. They clear a dance floor. They they help Anne turn off the mm-hmm. lights and they get people going and <laughs> basically Tom and Wendy come in and solve the problem. Anne's thrilled And I kind of, I even said to Will, like, Tom's in a tough situation because Wendy talking to Ron lets him know that soon she'll be able to get a divorce without it being suspicious. Mm. Um, And it's clear that Tom really likes being married to Wendy. Yeah, and in that uh, scene, I think. Like having a best friend that, he, you know, he gets to goof around with. Yeah,
1: that that keeps him from, means that he doesn't have to be alone, which I think we get the impression that is something Tom's really afraid of. And in that scene, we get a moment of scene. there's a lot of chemistry between Wendy and ron um yes. which is which makes it even harder because it immediately follows like this friendly fun chemistry between Wendy and Tom, so we realize that Tom yes. does have feelings for Wendy um and that there's there's probably some trouble there brewing.
0: Yes, there's a lot of foreshadowing, um, but the main thing is that Anne succeeds at throwing a party, thanks to the one person she didn't want to invite. Mm-hmm. Um, Tom, you know, when the party's over, she's uh, she's feeling good. Which Victory. has a
1: really fun mirror in the the A story, where Leslie succeeds, again, with the help of, like, the one bumbling character that we expected to get in her way. Like, Yeah,
0: yeah, overall, I think it's a great episode. How do you feel about it?
1: Yeah, again, not technically a heist, but it checks all the boxes. Wait,
0: was Donna in it? Donna was mentioned as going to the party. Oh, everyone was invited. I didn't see her
1: there. I didn't see her in the party.
0: She said there was a mention by name of like, not everyone's invited, uh, but everyone in this room, plus Donna, her name was mentioned. I don't remember her at the party. I feel like she would have gotten it, got it happening. I feel like if she's in her own sea story, she meets an Italian man, and they decide to go to Italy for the night. Yeah, like she does something crazy this. Yeah, night.
1: she's been traveling a lot, both in an actual episode moments and in the moments that we've been inventing for her. She's been, <laughs> she's really been seeing the whole world. Yeah. Um.
0: So, what'd you think of it? Did you enjoy it?
1: Yeah. No, I thought it was. Um, Really strung up. I also, we haven't given him credit yet, but Tom did make the party pop. But you know who's then actually responsible is Jerry. If Jerry hadn't invited Tom, the party was doomed, I think.
0: That's true.
1: But I am sure that Jerry Um, will never get any of the credit. (laughs) Is that...
0: Did did Jerry even have a moment in the party? Was he even... Oh, and another favorite moment I had was... Uh, April brings her boyfriend uh Derek and his boyfriend Ben, and Ben <laughs> is wearing a more elaborate pirate costume. Yes. And Ron <laughs> is very impressed by it. Like genuinely like, oh that's a wow, that's really we great. You get a
1: little glimmer of a Ron Swanson giggle, which is a coveted yes. sound.
0: But it's it's Nick Offerman's real laugh. Mm. It's like a is his is the giggle they use. Yeah.
1: It's really <coughs> really just a a wonderful moment. Because he, he compliments Derek on his pirate costume. Derek is kind of like flirty back to him. And Ron doesn't miss a beat and is just like, it's a really good pirate costume. Which I think shows, too, that Ron has been wearing the same pirate costume for, you know.
0: For so long And later. hasn't
1: realized how the pirate costume industry has stepped up its game in the in the meantime. That um, it's a different world and up this there. this
0: is a spoiler alert. Ron does make an appearance at the Bulge in a later episode. And the men there very much like him, so it's not surprising that Ben. I don't. Be
1: yeah, I don't well. think that's a spoiler. I think that. Yeah.
0: That Ben does that. That uh, Ron does well with uh, gay men. I don't think it's a spoiler. Yeah. No, I get it. Um, but overall, just like a great episode. Um,
1: what did did we? I know you you mentioned before we started that you have seen this episode. An infinite number of times. Did you notice anything new?
0: I don't think infinite, <laughs> but I just, I started watching it and I finally was like, oh, because these early episodes felt newer to me, even though I've seen the show a yeah. bunch. But I feel like this is around where people start watching the show. When when people say, oh, I don't go back um, to the early seasons. Even though Adam Scott and Rob Lowe have not entered the show yet, which is where a lot of people claim to go into it. I just realized that like, this is a place I've started when I've done rewatches. Uh, something I've noticed, I guess Anne's nerdiness. You're yeah. right. She is sort of like, because um, she's usually like the cool friend to Leslie's kind of geekiness. But we see Anne in a stressful situation socially, which we usually don't see her in. And I really enjoy it. I do. Not her stress, but her... yeah. Flaws. Yeah.
1: There is we I mean we see her basically with her her boss, you know, Dr. Harris, who brings a bottle of wine and then leaves before the party gets gets good and takes the bottle of wine and a book from the bookshelf. But when it's just Dr. Harris and Ron, we see Anne in the kitchen already getting a little worried, and she takes a bite of an apple. And I feel like that is just good art direction or prod design or whoever it is that, or craft services.
0: She also, (laughs) yeah, she takes a swig of the whiskey. I mean, because even in her Mark relationship, she's so, she's, she has all the power. Mm -hmm. I feel like with Leslie, it's usually Leslie is nervous or Leslie is, you know, freaking out all the different synonyms for (laughs) nervous. Um, And she's the calm one. But in this situation, Anne doesn't have the power and it's really fun. Similar, similar to Mark.
1: Yeah. You know? I think there's there's something that's such a good point and also brings up that in most episodes Anne and Leslie are there for each other and I think it they definitely create problems for each other but you know Leslie would be there to make Anne feel better and Anne would be there to maybe talk right. Leslie down and separating them in this episode lets yes. both the the A and the B story get go to these sort of extreme places. I think they could have gotten there yeah, without that. Totally. Yeah. no,
0: no, no. I think you're right. Like similar to how Andy and Anne are separate. Leslie, you're right. Mm-hmm. Anne would have been like, Hey, this is too far. And if Leslie was in the B story, Leslie would have been like, all right, everyone like, you yeah. know, it, you're, you're totally well, it's right. It's
1: kind of like two, um, these, both of those character pairs that we mentioned, it's like they're magnets. And then that, you know, click really well together and are attracted, whether it's platonically or like in a romance. Um, But then when you pull them apart, it's like watching a magnet kind of swirl around on a table, trying to find. I
0: also feel like each of them, instead of being paired with each other, they're paired with someone who's more extreme than them. Yeah. So heightens it. So Leslie's paired with Andy, who Leslie might think this is a crime drama, but Andy convinces himself he's in the FBI. Mm -hmm. And then Anne. Is paired with Mark, and while Anne is awkward, Mark can barely form sentences. This episode, Mm. so they're both pulled in the like the most extreme direction by their counter pairs. Also,
1: Anne is paired with Tom, right? The person that she least wants to like. He is sort of the most important person in her life this night, (laughs) and that he's the one who who turns things around.
0: Yeah, but I'd say yeah, and they each I think like Tom comes and helps her. And you know, in a way, like Dave sort of grounds Leslie. Mm. So they each have someone who makes them more extreme, who has it's just fun when different characters are paired together and we learn new things about how far our characters stretch. Yeah. Um Yeah. Not their bodies <laughs> though.
1: I was wondering what what do you think Greg's like Craigslist ad? What do you think that looks like?
0: A real prunk. <laughs> um I, these are all great questions. I really want to bring in the listener. Are we allowed to do that? Can we do that? Can we do some town halls? Yes,
1: yeah, I think that's great.
0: I just, I, I can't wait to hear from the listener. Reminder: If you want to join the town halls, please uh, tweet at us at Radio Pawnee. Send us voicemails at Speakpipe Dash Pawnee Public Radio. Email us town hall at PawneePublicRadio or the best way to do it, leave us a five star review, and we will definitely read it on the air.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, should we start with some voicemails, maybe?
1: Yeah, that sounds great. Um, I have Sarah here. Can I bring her in? It's not live. We're playing record a recorded message her into
0: this casting. <laughs> She's coming into the casting room. Hi, Hannah and Will calling about one of my favorite episodes, the Pawnee Halloween episode. There's so much to unpack here, so I can't wait to hear what you're going to talk about. I just have one question. What do you guys think that Greg Pakaitis is up to now? You know, it's like, how many years into the future? What did he go into? Perhaps was he inspired to go into politics by Leslie Nope, Or did he take a more darker sinister route and go into banking? Let me know. Love to hear your thoughts. Sarah, thank you so much for calling in. First of all, I love how your darkest timeline is he's a bank.
1: (laughs) I mean, he does. He does strike me as a kid where it's like he's maybe never going to get in trouble for his whole life, unfortunately. (laughs) He might always get away with it.
0: (laughs) Where is Greg Pakaitis now? Let's jump into the belly of the question.
1: Hmm i
0: he is we'll say it at the same time he's you love in your this, unison following <laughs> i love my unison things here okay. at the same time we'll say what state state he's in like which state in america he's in and then we'll we'll okay not at can the same you time count, we'll, we'll say what can you
1: count down from one just because i want to you know keep it moving So just count from down from one
0: okay one montana, montana. yeah
1: uncanny yeah. I think he's in Montana uh, and I think he has we we make a lot of jokes about the anonymous organization but I feel like he is a member he of is anonymous. he's anonymous <laughs> no he got tired of people saying Greg Bekaidas and is like a hacker who made his fortune in bitcoin and now works maybe for like a shadowy dark web but uses it to play some pretty good pranks
0: Our next voicemail is from Benjamin Benson
1: Hello, Radio Pawnee. This is Benjamin Benson, and I was just calling for this week's episode. Uh, So, after watching the presidential debate last night, I gotta say, I was happy to have this week's park and recreation episode today to lift my spirits. Uh, So, we were introduced to a new character, one of my favorites, Mr. Burt Macklin. And uh, so, I have two questions for you this week. Number one Do you think Greg Pikaitis was buying up all the toilet paper at the start of this pandemic? And number two, do you have any stories to share about being a kid and toilet papering somebody's house or some similar type of uh, behavior? Thanks, Will and Hannah. Keep up the good work. Uh, thank you, Ben. Good good call. Thank you
0: so much, Ben. Yeah. And I'm glad this cheered you up after the debate.
1: Yeah, I feel like that is a a role I would like to play <laughs> in anyone's life. Um, okay, first question. Greg Pakaitis toilet paper thoughts i will say
0: oh i thought you were (laughs) going to answer it i love when you do this i love when you go here's the question again now let me know what you think yeah right now go for it
1: (laughs) uh put you on the spot after being on the spot i don't think
0: he needed to i don't think he needed to buy up toilet paper because he has so much toilet paper from toilet papering people's houses whenever he wants he actually had an overflow of toilet paper, so he's he's one of the guys that started selling it on eBay for like forty dollars a roll when the shortage hit.
1: Oh, he you think he was out ahead of it? I think that's a good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bacchitis.
0: Ah, um, question two was if we pulled pranks. I was similar to Leslie. <laughs> I was a bit of a nerd in high school, but I do remember. So my senior year of high school, um, because the the, the senior class before us had put like fish in the vents. Um, the school was very angry about senior pranks. So they told our senior class, you can't do a prank unless we approve it. That's what the administration decided to tell a bunch of 18 year olds who had to graduate. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wasn't a part of this, but a bunch of kids got mad and they decided on the field in front of the school to like drive a bunch of cars on it in like, crazy like um speeding and turds it was very scary and i did not approve and i was not a part of it
1: (laughs) you were you were on the side of you were like we should have gotten permission for this prank (laughs) bunch of prunks
0: (laughs) prunks i think this is how about you will have you toilet paper oh
1: boy i was okay i wouldn't describe myself as you know a mama's little boy but i was I was going to say your mama's little boy, but the impression I was trying to get across was that I deeply cared what every parent thought of me. So I meant your mama in the general sense of, you know, the cosmic parent. Um, that doesn't mean anything. Those are just, um, maybe it's poetry, maybe it's nothing. I was, I, I there were times where I would be like lying in the back of a truck while someone else teepeed a house. <laughs> Or, like sort of on the peripheral so
0: so you weren't the getaway car, you were just hiding in the truck. I would like
1: if we were playing ding dong ditch where you know a classic Americana yeah. game where you ring a doorbell classic and then game. make a run for it, um I think i would I would be like, uh maybe a lookout um mm. the i I was more into surprises than pranks.
0: Yeah, we'll just threw a lot of surprise birthday parties and then called them <laughs>
1: pranks. Um it's a prank on myself. Yeah, I'm I'm so yeah, sorry to disappoint. My
0: friend group Yeah, my friend group threw a surprise birthday party for every member of the group one year. And it became a thing where the first one was great and then everyone else saw them coming. Um thanks so much, Benjamin, for calling uh, calling in. So next up from our Connor Club. From Norman, Oklahoma,
1: it's Connor Young. Hello, Hannah and Will. This is Connor Young calling you from Norman, Oklahoma. This week I just want to know what's the best prank you've pulled off. Thanks. Boy. I bet you're I worried after our confirm. last <laughs> after our last answer. <laughs> what were you gonna say, Hannah? Confirm. What were you gonna confirm? Hannah? I
0: pulled off this elaborate prank once. Yeah, I pulled up this elaborate prank where I convinced everyone I was the runner up on Survivor but but uh, <laughs> but it was all a green screen. <laughs> Connor, thank you so much for calling in. I'm sorry that we're too nerdy. Everyone wants to know what pranks we pulled and I don't know that we have many.
1: I have a this is a this is a prank surprise combo that I was a part of, but that was done to me. I've certainly been pranked far more times than I've than I have played a prank than I've been than I've been prank. Um but one year for for my birthday, um I was on my way to a what I thought was a going away party for a friend and my partner Abby had so I walked into this room that I thought was you can feel it, can't you? That prank energy. Here it comes. <laughs> I walked into a. I, I feel. It. <laughs> I walked into a room that I thought was for uh, like a going away party for for a friend, and everyone the the like it was in this little storefront theater in Chicago, and the audience was full of like my a lot of my closest friends <laughs> and like certain family members, and uh, another. There are some people on this little stage, and I quickly realized that a small group of my friends had memorized and been rehearsing the play Macbeth, and um, the prank was that I had to perform the play Macbeth that night. And so they like plugged me in as the role of Macbeth. I thought
0: this was just going to be a surprise birthday, like the last <laughs> question. You're like, and then they shouted surprise, and, was, and I got it. Pranked.
1: Was it was like the the biggest surprise birthday party um, so I just had to like be Macbeth and everyone else and memorize all their lines which maybe sounds like a nightmare but I do love improv and I love Shakespeare and it was a really really wonderful night which is how I think a good prank should go <laughs> does that count as a prank did I cheat
0: It. it's gonna for this question <laughs> uh, thanks for calling in Connor uh, next up we have Anonymous Hi, Hannah. Hi, Will. Loved your podcast last week with Josh Wiggler. Kaboom Wiggle Room. Look forward every Tuesday to your new podcast. Um, Halloween is around the corner here. So be interested to hear your thoughts about doing pranks on Halloween. Have you ever done one? Uh, Anyway, uh, can't wait to hear about it. Bye-bye.
1: (laughs) In- <laughs>
0: my mom knows the only prank I've done on Halloween is trick-or-treating way too old.
1: <laughs> I think the only prank I played, um this will be a not real answer, but in in kindergarten I dressed up as a cigarette, um, because my brother, who's older than me, had a cigarette costume from um from like a don't do drugs skit <laughs> in the third grade class. And so, I dressed up as a cigarette because that was the thing that I was the most scared of was smoking. And um, everyone thought that I was a snowman and I couldn't take it. Um, So, the prank...
0: It was a prank on yourself.
1: Yeah. I think I'm revealing the reason why I don't play pranks and it's because much like Winston in New Girl, I don't understand what they are.
0: (laughs) It's either way too small or it's a surprise birthday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I went to this Halloween dinner party once where it was supposed to be like a mystery game, but at the end, the host just, it was like all a magic trick. He knew what we were going to say. It was very, gosh, we really didn't pull pranks, did we, Will?
1: (laughs) I Um, have one more prank in that. In the time that we've been talking, someone else has called. Do you mind if we hear what they have to say?
0: Yeah, I think it's my dad. Let's hear it. Hey, Hannah and Will. Uh, Sports guy dad here. Uh, I said one before, but I guess you didn't get it. Uh, Josh Wiggler thinks golf. Wants to know if golf is is one of the sports in America. We were talking team sports, but hey, golf's a great sport. Other than basketball, which I haven't been able to play in COVID, I love playing golf. Uh, As for... Uh, my question tonight is Who's going to win the COVID Baseball World Series? A great sports guy dad call in. I will also say my dad revealed a behind the scenes where he tried to send in a voicemail and it did not go <laughs> through. So thanks for including that in the, the call. Um, who's going to win the COVID World Series? I'm really worried that COVID, COVID is going is- to win.
1: Are you at all worried that COVID is going to win the World Series?
0: Absolutely. I was going to go with the goofy answer of the cardboard fans are going to win.
1: <laughs> I'd rather put my money so on them. <laughs>
0: either the sad answer or the cardboard fans, neither of which is a baseball team. Thank you, Dad. <laughs> it's where Sky Dad for calling in. I love you. Um, our next question comes from Twitter, from Sarah Nayor, but she tagged us in a tweet of Kyle Yates. And Kyle has a screenshot of Joan Calamezzo and Pert Hapley and said, what would this debate look like if it were moderated by Pert Hapley and Joan Calamezzo, referring to the presiden- presidential debate? Mm-hmm. And Sarah just wrote, thoughts?
1: <laughs> if Joan was involved? I, you know, maybe not, maybe not super different. There might even have been more. It's hard for me to imagine her breaking up some of that crosstalk. And by crosstalk, I mean um, just Trump interrupting uh, constantly, um, yeah. What do you What do you think, Hannah? If she was, if she was in the room when it happened, I
0: would have loved to watch Perd just literally say what's happening. Mm. And the answer to that question was <laughs> nothing.
1: I guess actually, a thing uh, that could have made it more, you know, connect more with everyday people in these United States could have been if she had just started actively drinking red wine during during the debate I think could have been a unifying moment um, that could have yeah could have crossed some lines in terms of how we're all feeling
0: <laughs> uh thank you so much for tweeting a question in uh, the next tweet we said is uh, from Bethany Gillum in reference to the Larry bird picture I think we can assume that she likes basketball because a joke in a later season is that people in indiana get really mad if you cancel basketball also she goes to the high school game between Pawnee and eagleton i would agree with that uh thank you for your analysis bethany and keeping it on sports topic yeah so we do have a five star review thank you so much z Band, for writing in and rating us five stars the title of this review Hannah is Anna and Will.
1: Nice. <laughs> Zebacle Band says, "Both co-hosts have such a great dialogue and
0: and have a great breakdown of
1: of the show." The show. Thank you great. so
0: much for rating us 5 stars. Uh keep rating us 5 stars. It helps bump us up on all the podcast lists. Um wow, we really pranked this episode.
1: Yeah. Yeah, let us know if you have any suggestions. We talked
0: our way to glory.
1: <laughs> what,
0: suggestions on what?
1: Uh, yeah, of of pranks of how to how to cut loose a little bit more in my everyday yeah, life. Yeah, I feel yeah. like
0: Will and I, Will and I, need what les what happened to Leslie this episode. We need to do something pranky as an adult because clearly we have not pranked enough as tweens.
1: I I I texted many of my dear middle school, high school friends today to try to see if I had played any good pranks and the only pranks I could remember were ones that immediately backfired on me (laughs) and, and pranked myself. Like it was a lot of like pretending to call the police to scare my friends and then accidentally calling the police.
0: (laughs) Oh, I used to, I remember we would, me and me and a friend would call up boys in our middle school class. When we were middle schoolers, we liked and pretend to be different voices Mm like, hello, like
1: oh, prank calls. That voice, no, that it breaks it wide open. Yeah.
0: Prank calls. But I feel like one of the boy's parents threatened to call the police and that game stopped being fun. Yeah.
1: Don't call the cops.
0: <laughs> don't call the cops. But also if a, a person calls you in a weird voice, maybe call the cops. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> um. Thank you so much for listening in. This has been s- just like a real fun time. Uh, we have more great episodes, more uh, great guests, more great co-host banter.
1: That you've come to know and love. love. Yeah, we've had a lot of guests over the last couple of episodes. It's been really nice to just get to hang out with you tonight, Anna.
0: Yeah, we really want to mix it up, but uh, please keep writing in because we get to hang out with each other. But it's never just us when you guys call in. <laughs> we'll see you next episode where we get to be introduced to the great, the undeniably talented Megan Mullally who plays Tammy Swanson, uh, Nick Offerman's real life wife. So make sure to tune in next week. Thank you so much for listening. If you could each tell three friends about this podcast, that would be a nice prank to pull yeah, on us. It would,
1: that's honestly hilarious. Yeah, that would get us so good.
0: So funny.
1: <laughs> Happy peacocking, everybody. <laughs>